great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just that's where he just after Ooh, ran down. Everybody, amazing! I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. All over the Rams today and Rammy. I mean, now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? Wow. Rammy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and the other great host of this show, Nick. And Nick, we're coming off of a really hard-fought game. Rams went all the way into Baltimore, put up 31 points on the road with the Ravens coming off of a bye. But first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good, man. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking to lose in that fashion on a, you know, a punt return in overtime after getting a stop. But a lot of good... A lot of good takeaways from that game. It's a very, very exciting, fun watch. So, you know, got to give it up to the boys for that. And, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I'm all right. I just got everybody's Christmas gifts. <laughs> My wallet looks terrible. But, you know, it's good. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a game where you come away being discouraged, right? I think the, the one you wanted to go into this game being competitive, you wanted to be able to put together four quarters of competitive football. They were really, really solid in the first half. They were really good late in the game. They gave themselves an opportunity in the fourth quarter. And it's a team that's coming off of, of three straight wins in the Rams. So you were hopeful that they could string together four. But now that the schedule kind of lightens up a little bit with the Commanders, the Saints, and then the Giants in back-to-back-to-back weeks, there's an opportunity to string all three of those together, completely forget about this game, that the fact that it was a loss, not the good things that you did, and be able to kind of look forward and finish the season successfully. Yeah. yeah. And – I think that they, I mean, this is a different team than the team that got blown out by the Cowboys. Completely different. Like they are competing on a high level with teams that have Super Bowl hopes. And that is where they are right now to be there is way beyond where I thought that they would be at this point in this season. So I, regardless of the score, I'm very, very proud of of how the Rams looked in this game. I can't say that they are beyond where I expected them to be because this you, is yeah, this is exactly where I expected them to be, and this is you were on money from the get go. But, but I didn't expect. I guess I didn't expect this much of a roller coaster. But after the bye, they've been really, really successful, and they put the pieces together. The rookies have played well, and things have started to come together. Um, and this was what was going into the game. So it was the Ravens were nine and three, obviously now ten and three, and the Rams were six and six, now six and seven. Seven point underdogs, so the Rams covered the spread. You didn't yeah. make any money like me if you bet on the Rams to win the game. The over-under was at 40 points, went way over as we predicted. And I think 90% of the bets ended up being on the Ravens. So it was pretty consistent. Um, it yeah. was a marquee matchup between Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup, two of six active players to have a season with a hundred plus receiving yards per game. That's ridiculous. It was Odell Beckham Jr. in 2014 and Cooper Cup in 2021. Uh, Both incredible players. Both almost went over 100 yards in this game. Odell went for, I think, 94 yards on eight catches, and Coop went over 100 for eight catches. Um, And this was Odell Beckham Jr. before the game, showing love to the Rams and to Sean McVay. And this is an unbelievable sweatshirt. It's kind of designed like one of those sweatshirts you'd see on Instagram, like you get an ad and you're like, oh, make this for your pet, make this for your girlfriend. 
But like the relationship between Odell Beckham Jr. and Sean McVay is an incredibly strong bond between men who are able to achieve the highest level at their professions, which is the only thing that you could ask for as a man working hard at your job. So, I mean, what is not to love about the way that Odell Beckham Jr. showed love to the Rams' organization prior to this game? I, they, that, absolutely amazing. All the, the entire week leading up to it, he was given McVay his flowers, and McVay was doing the same for OBJ. And both of them put on a great show against each other. Um, OBJ, I started him in, uh, this week in fantasy, and every time he scored, it was bittersweet. Uh, it was only once, but still. He, I mean, he made some really great catches along great. the way. Puka and Cup, like everybody showed up. Like from, for, I mean, maybe not the Ravens' defense as much, but I feel like our defense really showed up too. But yeah, that that uh, sweater that OBJ put out, um, they sell outside of SoFi for like five dollars. Not really. Oh, like, I was gonna it say, was like, like, oh, like it looks like one of those shirts that's like yeah, you know, yeah. ten bucks for a Ram shirt. It's like the new and improved airbrush shirt from the nineties. <laughs> is that that look? Yeah, too. But to start this game, the Ravens won the toss. It was actually the first of two tosses that they won, unfortunately. They won the toss. In overtime, Matthew Stafford called heads. It was tails. Odell went crazy, unfortunate. Um, but the Rams had allowed touchdowns on opening possessions on four in four of the last five games. Um, and this wasn't one. The Ravens had a, a really short pass in the flat to Keaton Mitchell for a first down. And then Gus Edwards was stuffed. Five plays, only 20 yards allowed to start the game for the defense and to start the game offensively. So Nick, to your point, the defense did come out, played tough, obviously the explosives that we'll get to, but to start this game, the Rams ran the ball on nine consecutive plays. It was the most run plays that the Rams have called in 19 years, going back to 2004 when Steven Jackson was drafted. Here's his rookie card. If you're a fan of bazooka gum, if you're a fan of NFL rookie cards and Steven Jackson, and this photo is for you, but, Kyron's idol, and now you're kind of like, you know, reliving history of having a, a great running back and being able to uh, take what the defense has given you. Yeah, and then, you know, nine run plays in a row uh, to get into the red zone, and then three pass plays in a row, not a single completion. <laughs> what was that about? I just don't know how that happens. Everything that got you down there, you abandon immediately as, as you get into the red zone. But the Rams end up putting up three. So, I mean, it still felt like a win. I'm like, all right, we're not going to get shut out. Yeah, but I, it felt like in one of those first two possessions, you had to score a touchdown, right? Because that, that next series, you were thinking, oh, they're going to come out more balanced. They throw the ball four times. Like, that's that's what they've fallen into. Like, we want to be able to marry the pass and the run together as consistently as possible. But they fall into these – McVay gets a look in the red zone, and he feels like he could take advantage of it. Maybe it's a little greedy, but, I mean, the defense being able to start strong – um, only allowing 40 yards in 10 plays on two possessions. Like that was encouraging, but the Ravens started to throw haymakers. Like as, as the offense kind of started to come together a little bit between Isaiah likely slipping out the back door on that, that long crosser play. Um, and then Odell Beckham Jr. Doing Super Bowl MVP things with his route running. Uh, there were a hundred plus yards of explosives and two touchdowns on the board before we even felt like the game had kicked yeah. off two solid possessions. Very, very back. Yeah, two back-to-back explosives, which I like happened in the blink of an eye. And I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching my girlfriend. And I look at her. I'm like, those happened way too fast. And I was yeah. like, I don't like, I don't know if we'll be able to keep up with that. Um, but then you know we did because the the offense just you went counterpunch essentially every time they were punched their mouth. Their first touchdown drive, 
their third offensive series, which was a counterpunch to the Isaiah Likely TD, was perfectly balanced. Three runs, four passes, 75 yards, touchdown to Cooper Cup um, with Stafford dealing with the blitz. Just I was like, yeah, blitz, blitz him at your own risk. And earlier he had to throw it away, but you know they blitz him. He sees Cup back left, boom. It reminded me a little bit of uh, for the love of the game, but just way closer to the no. Did they had a couple of those plays in this game? Like yeah. Cooper Cup feels like he's fully back. He was the leading receiver in this game. He was excellent. But then their second offensive counterpunch came after the Odell Beckham Jr. fifty-four yard fifty-four yard bomb. Um, they had another. It was a perfect play. Nine play, seventy-five yard drive. That was capped off by Davis Allen's first. NFL touchdown ever. I was nervous when I originally heard that Tyler Higby was going to be doubtful for this game with a next stinger. And then we saw Hunter Long leave the game on the cart. And then you also saw at the same time, Robert, uh, Rob Havenstein was coming off of the field dealing with a hip injury. So you're thinking to yourself, like a lot of the key personnel on your offensive line to be able to establish this run game is starting to go down a little bit. Like, how is this going to affect us in the second half? Are we still going to be able to marry everything together and lean on Kyron Williams? So that concern kind of reared its ugly head. But, I mean, you know, as, as good as they were in this entire game, like Cooper, uh, Puka Nakua, like the drive was even more impressive to me because they responded after that special teams penalty. Like Puka Nakua, huge third and fourth, uh, third down and four conversion for 34 yards. And then Tutu Atwell ended up getting hurt on the next play. But then Puka draws a pass interference on Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton which you may as well start adding to his stats. The fact that he's able to draw so many penalty yards and he's such an asset to the offense as a run blocker in, in pass plays, drawing pass interference, doing so many things that a veteran receiver has the ability to do. It perfectly yeah. set up Davis Allen's first touchdown. You're thinking to yourself, if you're a Rams fan, we're not a joke. We're a competitive team. This is a competitive watch. And we came to play today in Baltimore with the Ravens coming off of a bye. And if you're a Ravens fan, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, how are we losing 17 to 14 to the Rams in our home stadium right now? So yeah. all in all, it was a strong first half. Like, I was encouraged with what I saw really throughout the entirety of the whole game. 100%. From, from top to bottom, like I said earlier, I mean, sure, you know, there's still some things that, are going to get you down the puka drop late. He's sure. good for like one a game, which stinks. And then um, before overtime, before the game-winning kick, which we'll get into later, but they had to blow a timeout, yeah. which is just like, why are you burning that timeout? You could you know, get closer or you have another end zone shot if you don't call that timeout because then you get an, an incompletion, which stops the clock. So – there's just like little things that make them feel like if if they're in a close game with a team like this, they're not going to be able to pull it through, which is sure. ultimately what just some situational today. stuff, some mental but mistakes. I like this was their best game of the season, I think. I'd like yeah, this this week or last week. Sure. Yeah. I like truthful I but mean considering I, the quarterback talent, obviously I think you give it to this week. Yeah. Right. Like going up against like like I said, like a team that has like a Super Bowl aspirations and are like not at all a joke and I think are the most put together football team in the NFL right now. And you are right there with them until the bitter end, until a special teams touchdown, which like that's all fluky anyway. So yeah. like, you know, I everything like to give everybody a grade, it's all really high, especially 
Luke the Leg. How about that? Yeah, Luke the Leg, nowhere. of course. Of course, there's Luke the Leg. How could you forget? Lucas Havarisic was a perfect five for five. His long was 51 yards. Praise the Lord that he's knocking him through in rainy weather, even more impressive. But like, yeah, it's like you give everybody a gold star. Maybe a couple of players in the secondary struggle. Jordan Fuller specifically looks like he was struggling against Odell Beckham Jr. And same yeah. with Akella Witherspoon. But Akella Witherspoon, like you got to give him some flowers for making some of the explosive bleedings stop. Like he picked off Lamar when Lamar was getting greedy with some of the shots downfield before the second first half even ended. And Witherspoon was able to camp underneath one of those moon balls and pick off um, Lamar Jackson and, and give us a lead going in the half. So there was some encouragement. Akello's playing good football. He was burned a couple of times, but for the most part, as a free agent acquisition, he's been great. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of what we were looking at going into the end of the first half. You're thinking to yourself, the Rams have 216 yards in total offense, two touchdowns in the first half against the Ravens. The Ravens are only allowing 274 yards of total offense per game on average this season and less than two touchdowns per game. The Rams already checked off both of those boxes. Um, and then you're looking at, too, like, 56 points over six quarters against Baltimore and Cleveland, two of the league's best defenses statistically in back-to-back weeks. Like outrageously good coaching job by Sean McVay with the exception of a couple of minor mistakes that we talked about. And I don't want to harp on that because for no. what people's expectations are of this team, they've consistently overexceeded them. And it's all because of the coach and the general manager and the key personnel that they've decided to keep in the building in Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. It's yeah, what we've been preaching all year long. And like actually like winning a draft where you don't have yeah. like, you know, you're not bringing in like top tier talent from the first round because that's not what you have. But exactly. still going out there and finding the right players in those positions. And then you got, you know, John Harbaugh saying, oh, you know, I was going to draft Puka if, uh, you know, if he was around. <laughs> it's like, sure, that's what everybody's yeah. going to say. Sure, sure. Um, this game actually felt like, what they had talked about in the beginning of the season where it's like, Hey, our defense, you know, it's yeah. kind of temporary our, our expectations, but our offense is going to slap. They're going to get out there and they're going to be able to put on these firework shows. And we're going to have diving Puka Nakua glory catches, which was the coolest thing I've seen all season from the Rams. Oh my God. With each individual finger taped up. I, there must be a reason for that, but I thought that was really sick too. But the <laughs> offense just, came up and they showed up against a freaking awesome defense in the Ravens. And you're just watching the game and like, yeah, the ending sucked, but we are not, we are a serious team. We're a serious football team that legitimately, if, if we get into the playoffs, watch out. Cause I yeah. think that they can go into any house right now and win in this NFC, 100%. Yep. Totally, totally agree with you. Like, their game plan offensively against the top two defense in the league worked nearly to perfection with the exception of a few situational mistakes. Yes, perfect. Like, their game plan defensively working. We talked about this in the, the preview episode. Keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket by containing him with a steady pass rush, one that's not over-persistent, but be able to contain the run game, contain Lamar, and let him take a bunch of crazy shots in the rain. Yes, that happened. Like that, yeah. they're doing what they they said they were going to do and what they should do to keep themselves in games. Like the second half rolls around, and you're thinking to yourself, "All right, now the the weather's finally starting to make an impact." The Rams' opening possession of the half half was extremely lackluster: three plays, four yards, and a punt. And it um, felt like, also started to. It felt like that they had. I mean, as the second half goes on, it feels like they had picked up on 
on Kyron's run, and they're now yeah. like loading the box. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like they were, they kind of started to, and you know, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, like you're kind of really starting to diagnose this stuff and you're understanding what's coming at you and you're being punched in the face at the line of scrimmage. Like you're going to make an adjustment. Kyron Williams hardly ever faces eight in the box and has made it, that's made its way around the league. I think it's common knowledge to this point. So teams are going to start testing out the theory of, okay, if we load eight in the box, how is it going to impact Kyron Williams, and you saw some of the big boys up front, Matt Ubike and Kyle Van Noy and Travis Jones, like big-time players, run-stuffers, be able to claw gaps and, and affect the game. Um, and I think it, you know, that there's a combination of a few things. Not that the Rams' offense isn't working. Like, there was no reason to panic. They scored after the fact. Everything's okay. Higby being out as your best inline blocking tight end, plus Havenstein being banged up. And I think a few miscues and assignments, like on that one Kyron toss to the left side, I think Davis Allen blocked the wrong person. Like the Rams' run game stalled for back-to-back-to-back possessions. But it's all, I think, a combination of the things that were happening on the field and just a couple of key personnel being out. Um, And the defense, meanwhile, like it was a stretch where the offense did stall out, but the defense forced a safety and only had 113 total yards over four possessions allowed and three points down the stretch. That's a really good example of being able to play complementary football in situations yeah. where your offense isn't really, you know, moving the ball as well as they should. After giving up those explosives and having to kind of chase Lamar Jackson around all day, like that is not an easy task. So I was pretty encouraged with the fact that, um, you know, we were still hanging in the game and the defense was stepping up when the offense kind of went to sleep. Right. I mean, you know, taking the lead back with the safety and then like immediately getting the ball going into the fourth quarter, you know, the Rams are driving, you know, and it's and all of a sudden you're like, like, I mean, that's I really didn't let myself get to the point that we could win this game like mentally because I just felt like that they were they were going to be able to like snap it on and take over. Sure. I understand. Um, Until really like the fourth quarter, like after that safety happened, I was like, oh. Like, you know, like the defense is getting stops. It's not just our offense that is like, you know, fully legitimately like making these like power plays. It's like you just got a safety like two weeks in a row now, a safety that does not happen. That I mean, that's really that's complimentary right there for offense and defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're talking about the fourth quarter, too. You're going in the fourth quarter with a lead. 22 to 20. You have a lead. The Ravens are driving, and obviously they take it until roughly 11 minutes in the fourth quarter. They were able to take a lead with the Justin Tucker field goal. I was hoping he missed one of those. I was really hoping. We talked about that. No, was, uh, no, no. This is what you get for saying Young Way Koo is better than Justin Tucker because Young Way actually missed a field goal. Today did Tucker was, of course he yeah, did. Tucker was perfect. Of course he did. If you were to if you were to give me a situation where my life depended on a field goal kicker, I'm taking Justin Tucker over Young Way Koo all day. But good. Lucas good. have Lucas Haverisic. Wait, let me tell you, was pre- was pretty good today. So I'm happy with what I saw from him, but. Seriously, the Ravens took that 23 to 20 lead, and it was, I think, the fourth lead change of the game, fourth or fifth. It, and I mean, Puka, in the fourth quarter, there were three lead changes. So, yeah, Puka, we talked about the drop, which is, you know, it's not, I don't want to say it's common for him. He gets so many targets. He's a fifth round rookie. His hands are yeah. not his best characteristic. And the only mistake he made on this play was he turned his head to look upfield because he was going to get another 25, 30 yards on the play. 
That's which it. Is, but which is classic um, backyard football of like a kid that is really skilled that is you know thinking about the very next play or like you know the next move. Where exactly. Like you have like a dork kid. Their only thing they're going to be thinking about <laughs> is just catching the ball. But he's you know and he's popped. Yeah, he's doing mind games in his head to make sure that he's going to be able to get downfield. And yeah, and then and then this happens, and you're just like, for those that are just listening, it's a picture of him diving, making a catch. And you're like, why would I ever say anything negative about him? I had a tweet that I was going to send that was like, Puka, we love you, but these drops, man. And I just never sent it because I was no, like, I, like that's he rude. Does, like, he does like, way too many other he, things. He does so many things so well for them. And he, he takes like a huge beating. Like in this picture here, he gets lit up. And like for, yeah, fifth round rookie to just be making this much of an impact on an offense that is, you know, potentially in the playoffs. It's freaking awesome. It's so and cool the, to have that. The best part about that drive was Puka keeps everything going. I think it was there was another penalty that kept the drive alive. Um, and that's what he did all day. He drew a penalty, I think it was on Marlon Humphrey. And then right after that, you saw Cooper Cup take them all the way down to the five-yard line, I think on a 21-yard reception. And then it's capped off by Demarcus Robinson. So you're getting the three-headed monster. It's a shame that Tutu Atwell had to leave the game. I think it was due to a concussion that he was dealing with. Not a 100% sure, but you know, that's going to be something to monitor week to week. Demarcus Robinson had a really bad block. They, they paused um, and, and replayed a situation where the Rams, I think were running duo and Demarcus Robinson totally whiffed on a block. And there are situations where Tutu Atwell is a better blocker than Demarcus Robinson. I think the statistics show that too. But yeah. Demarcus Robinson is a big bodied receiver and he's at, and on occasion, I think he might be an easier target for Matthew Stafford. It's an easier player to see I, on the field, but I don't think that that's, that's, that's my thought too. Conclusion. Yeah I, yeah, I think, you know, you get a couple of different things. The run game looks, the pass game looks. You're getting just different looks, right? You're less predictable when you're lining up different players, personnel at the line of scrimmage. So it gives you a number of things and any kind of advantage you can get in this game. Also, I think Demarcus Robinson is big and strong enough to break up an interception that 2-2 two, two at well. Yeah, good call. I, I, I don't think will. And Robinson, you know, did that in this game in the fourth quarter to a a game icing interception that Robinson was able to hit out of the, of of the defender's hands. So, I mean, that's the veteran move. He broke up the interception. It's exactly right. Broke up the interception and then he almost brought it down and caught it in between his legs. I know. That would have been sick. I I mean, a dagger to the, uh, to the Ravens if something like that would happen. Um, and, and that, that's all we were hopeful for down the stretch is another miracle to happen. Because you're up in this game, you're thinking to yourself, all right, we're up 28 to 23 with four minutes and 41 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Are we going to win this game? Like after the touchdown, Demarcus Robinson, you, you really feel like you have a chance. Like you're starting to le- let these, um, these feelings kind of creep in of like, all right, you know, I, I wasn't going to let myself think about winning this game, but you're in the fourth quarter. You have a five-point lead. Like it's real now. Um, and then and, and then the the commentators start talking about how the Ravens are the worst fourth quarter team, right? And then as soon as they say that, it's a touchdown for the Ravens. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> it seemed like yeah, because there were a couple back to back plays where it seemed like Raheem had dialed up and diagnosed some really good pressures, and I think they got oh, yeah. their first oh, yeah. sack. I think it was it Kobe Turner? Or was it Aaron Donald? One of them had gotten their first sack, or maybe it was Byron Young. Um, yeah. I think it was with two minutes left, under two minutes in back-to-back weeks, under two minutes, they've gotten late sacks that have given themselves an opportunity. But like, 
Zay Flowers, Lamar Jackson, they had other plans. They, it goes to show how massive it is for Lamar Jackson to even convert one more explosive down the stretch. Like you had allowed plenty in the first half. If you allow one more, it's potentially going to be a dagger in the Rams' heart. And it's exactly what it was. And then they, it goes to show how important the two-point conversion was. Like yeah. Zay Flowers open again on a two-point conversion on a play. It looked like we had Lamar Jackson wrapped up. That one hurt. That one Ooh. to me hurt. Um, and then all the while you're getting stuff like this, like you're seeing Aaron Donald be triple teamed. Yeah. You know, you're seeing Michael Hoyt, Jonah Williams, any of Bobby Brown, Kobe Turner get held in slow motion on these final possessions. And you're like, okay, like are we going to hope that the refs are going to, I'd rather it be a game where the refs have the flags in their pockets and they're yeah, not it, throwing I mean, it on every Yeah, play. they weren't but, throwing it on, on either side. It did feel um, like there was a time where they zoomed in um, on like a catch and like in the background, it was very obvious that there's a huge hold on uh, Kobe Turner. And I was just like, you know, I guess they're just letting them play today. You know, like yeah. you, they're really not calling that many flags. That's why so. it's disappointing. Yeah, it was because you don't want the game to come down anything like that. But no, you know, you one don't. of those holding calls would have given us a better opportunity and probably would have prevented a touchdown. Maybe. But yeah, that's, but that's I mean, listen, strange. you know, it's 30-28, right? Or no, 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 it's 31. 31 28. Yeah, yeah, 31 28. And we got a minute and 16 left on the clock. And I checked the live odds for the Rams, and they're like plus 568. And I'm like, that's too good. Like, like, like they can easily at least tie this game. I was like, that, like, and and all the tweets on the timeline are like, lol, on to Washington. And I'm like, I, it, it's Matt Stafford. The guy has like the most game winning drives in his career. I was like, I think they'll at least get in field goal range. We'll see yeah. what Luke can do, but like I have full confidence in them at least getting in field goal range. I mean, I that was just me. I don't know how how it felt over in Jersey. I definitely did. I had confidence that they were going to at least be able to get into field goal range, but like you needed a big play, like you needed yeah. Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua to kind of replicate the success that they had earlier on in this game, and they did. They marched down the field. Cooper Cup, thirty-four yards. He was unbelievable in this game. Like it feels like he's fully back to where he needs to be, but I don't think. To, to be honest with you, my confidence level wasn't that high because then you also have to consider the fact that Lucas Haverisic is going to have to hit like a 45-yard field goal to tie the game. No, no, potentially. My confidence of them getting in field goal range. Into field goal range. That was the hope. It's like at, at least get yourself into field goal range and then everything will be okay. I was thinking to myself, Roger, it could happen. Angels in the outfield. Yeah. Just call me Al. So, so they marched down the field. Christopher so, Lloyd. Wait, Christopher Lloyd was the center fielder in that movie, I believe. Yeah. It, it could happen. It could happen. I was Great optimistic. movie. Great. Actually, I don't yeah. even know if it's a good movie. I just love it. No, it's movie. good. It's good. It has a Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the kid. I think what? Danny Glover, Donald Glover is the coach. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Matthew McConaughey's an outfielder. It's it's worth your watch. Well, yeah, maybe I should uh, check that one. I I just always loved it. I thought that was so clever for that, um, the 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 Dodgers hat where he's like, just call me Al. And my whole life, at least not my whole life, but when I was younger, I I just thought that the Dodgers hat people were just wearing it because they liked Angels in the outfield. I didn't even know that they yeah. had a team. <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's but funny. yeah, the Rams marched down the field. They looked like they're going to score. After Stafford hits Cup for a gain of, of 34 yards, you get the Rams' uh, 22-yard line. So, so close to scoring that TD. We yeah. talked about it with uh, Demarcus Robinson, like almost stopping the interception and then bringing the ball in with his legs 
which would have just been immaculate. A couple of shots, no flags, and then loop the leg. You know, he drills it. Loop the leg, drills it. And you got Matthew Stafford now since the bye week, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 102.2 pass rating. Shout out, Scoot. Good tweet. Um, and then this is, I mean, this is kind of the flow of the game. Like, it was a roller coaster. Ended up being 31 to 31 going into Look overtime. that third. Yeah. Two, and three. Then, and then we know, we know what happened in overtime. And, I, you know, punt return. I think what was lackluster really about overtime is there was really no offense. The Ravens went three and out. The Rams went three and out. Three plays, one yard, um, and then ended up having a punt. And then that was the game. Like you really had yeah. a really, really fun game that ended in a punt return that had seven missed tackles and a very, very blatant block in the back. After but, after I'm texting you and Dad, this is the best I've seen from special teams this year. Like full unit, like we look amazing, and then that happens. I mean, yeah, at, anytime anybody on special teams put their hands up, like oh, I didn't do anything, you probably yeah, did something. It's obvious. But, you're guilty. Um, but I mean, you know, they, we went three and out and we forced a three and out and then we immediately go three and out. So that was the only time where I was like, oh, like we forced him to go three and out. Oh, we yeah. need a field goal. That's ran that out the of juice. only time I like bought in and I was like, we're going to win this game. And then, of course, the three plays later, we lose. I have all the confidence in the world that they can win those games in future situations. And that's the only way you become calloused. That's the only way that you can, you know, figure out ways to, to win those games in those really, really tough situations on the road in the rain against an AFC opponent. Like that's as tough as it gets, man. Like they showed a lot in this game and there's so many reasons to be encouraged about what we saw. I mean, obviously the Austin Trammell double botched punt in the rain is a little bit scary, but like, the, the other rain. special teams players made up for it. The punter's great. The kicker's coming along. Mason Crosby wasn't active, and his little brother came in and did a great job. Like, I yeah, I mean, you know, this great. kid drops too. Who? What's the name of our punt returner? Austin Trammell. Trammell messes one up, but recovers it, and then drops another, and calmly picks it up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You're doing fine. I mean, I want better, but you're fine. Stressful. You know? Yeah, it makes right. it extra stressful for no reason. But if you guys are enjoying the content, Ravens fans, Rams fans, whomever watched the preview, whomever has been enjoying, we got the Commanders, the Saints, Giants coming up. You guys got to get in on the podcast. Make sure that you guys are. Ram it. I'm very comfortable saying that this is the best preview and the best recap that you're going to find on the Rams. Or you're searching for your favorite team. You want more detail about your favorite team and you want to know the opponent upcoming. You're going to have everything you need and in between the lines with your two favorite brothers. So we appreciate yeah. that. Dean starts this uh, before the episode starts. He's like, God, I want to make sure I, I tell people to like and subscribe before we get started. <laughs> and it, it, at the 30-minute mark, he's like, all right, guys, don't forget. And I'm like, you I care more forward. about I care more about these good people getting the information than us pounding. You like care more about... You care more about asking me how I'm doing, and then as soon as I start talking, you're like, oh, how am I going to wrangle this beast tonight? I got you pretty good. We appreciate you guys. Not really. Thank you for listening. As always, go Rams. A lot more fun coming up. Hey, at least we got a competitive fun team to watch. going to get three more wins in three weeks, and then it's going to be New Year's Day, and we're gonna, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Let's go. Sounds great. Peace. We love you. Go Rams.